HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hello, it's Wednesday. Welcome to the Heritage Radio Network's Farm Report. You're here with Heather from Heritage, Heather Hyman, and a special co-host today. Patrick Martins. And uh, we're uh, happy to be here on this beautiful Wednesday in New York. We've got two great people on the line with us today. Um, we've got David Haight of the American Farmland Trust, and we have Aaron Fairbanks on the line with us today as well from Flying Pig Farm and from the American Farmland Trust. And we'd like to uh, thank TechServe today for sponsoring today's program. TechServe is New York's premier authorized Apple reseller and service provider, serving individual customers, creative professionals, and Fortune 100 companies, not just 500, 100. TechServe has built a solid reputation on its expertise in technology, sales, and service. As a company that believes in honest and forthright business practices, TechServe is proud sponsor uh, proud to sponsor Heritage Radio Network in the promotion of sustainable lifestyles. To support sustainability in New York City, TechServe is holding an Eat Waste Recycling Drive Saturday, April 10th from 10 to 4 p.m. And their website is jacktechserve.com. All right. So just about uh, a little over a month ago, February 10th, we had um, we had David Hates from the American Farmland Trust on with us to talk a little bit about the rally that had just happened this past Monday up in Albany. It was called the No Food, No Farms Rally. David, um, No Farms, No Food Rally, that is. Sorry. David and Aaron, are you here with us? Hi, Heather. Yes, Hi, Patrick. Hey. Hi, David. How are you? Wonderful. Great to be with you again. Nice to have you with us. So this has been a crazy week for you, I'm sure. You've got something big coming up tomorrow, and um, after last Monday, I can only imagine what you've got to tell us about how this rally went. Well, it was uh, it was just phenomenal. Um, we had about 140 people come from literally almost every corner of New York, uh, representing about 70 different organizations. We had uh, chefs, we had farmers, we had environmentalists, uh, People from food pantries, people from farm groups, uh, local government officials. Uh, it was just a, well, we were saying a, a real melting pot. Do you know if there was any so, slaughterhouse representatives there? Excuse me? Do you know if there was anyone from, like, a slaughterhouse there by any chance? You know, I we had a lot I of people from different part of the farming in, system in there. learning more about that and opening, it, opening, opening one up, but they weren't currently working on that. 
So what were the goals of the conference going in? And, you know, do you think that the conference realized its goals? Like, what well, was the actual, I mean, what was the goal, like, um, of the best things that would happen if, if, you know, if the conference went perfectly? Well, I mean, the event was held at the state capitol, mm-hmm. and we were really there together to send a message to lawmakers that farms and food need to be a priority in our state budget. Mm-hmm. Um, what we've seen is that um, while farm and food programs uh, that we were talking about represent less than 1% of the state budget, mm-hmm. um, many of these programs were proposed to be completely eliminated. Others were proposed for very disproportionate cuts of more than 50%. So programs that support uh, organic agriculture, farmers markets, uh, protecting our farms from being developed, Many of those types of programs are proposed for complete elimination in the governor's budget. So our goal was to send a unified message that farmers, consumers, people from across New York care about these issues, and they want to make sure that farms and food get a fair share of our state budget. And how was the conference received? I mean, did you have an audience of some of the state officials? Um, did they, did Governor Patterson... Uh, you know, how did they react? What was the interaction between your event and the legislators? Well, again, we had a real cross-section of folks. So people from groups like Just Food, uh, New York City Green Markets, Slow Food New York City, uh, groups like the Brooklyn Food Coalition, a number of food pantries, uh, really came together, um, were part of um, 14 different teams of participants that went and met with over 100 different state legislators uh, to really send a a unified message about the state budget. And Aaron was one of the folks that was on one of those teams. So, Aaron, I don't know if you want to chime in about your experience as a participant. Yeah, I would say I don't know if I got put on an easy team, but I I met with seven um, different legislators, and across the board I feel like people were – really responsive to the message that we had to bring. Um, the assemblymen and the assemblywomen asked really great questions and gave us some opportunities to you know, bring them some more information and follow up um, with more stuff about the budget priorities that American Farmland Trust had put together as far as what items specifically we were talking to them about that day. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised by how, how responsive all the legislators were. It was great. It was really invigorating. Um, and I know everyone in my group, at the end of the day, there was like a, a round of high fives. It felt yes. like we had really accomplished something um, and that we were building momentum as as everyone went into, you know, looking at the budget and where we're going to make cuts and where we're going to restore things. I felt like we we really brought our AD, RA game and our A team and sent a sent a good message, like David said. Good, that was a good answer. Awesome, Aaron. Um, I also had one last question, then I'll throw it back to Heather. But um, has do you think Governor Patterson's you know troubles is a good thing in a way for something sustainable like this, or do you think it's a deterrent from him being able to pay attention to these uh, important issues? Ooh, Patrick, tough question. There's a lot swirling in Albany right now that uh, it's hard to really put your finger on exactly how it affects these issues. Um, I will say that the state of New York is in a real difficult uh, fiscal situation, and I think we went to Albany knowing that. Our message, though, was that when you invest in our farms and when you invest in a, a homegrown food supply, 
you know, we get a stronger state economy, uh, we get a healthier environment, and we get nutritious food in the hands of more New Yorkers. And that the bang for the buck for the, essentially we're talking about $100 million mm-hmm. for 11 different programs, that the, the, the benefit of those programs is so great compared to the cost that it was uh, just so compelling that we needed to make these investments. So regardless of what's going on with the governor or with the Senate or mm-hmm. with the Assembly or any of the individual members, that this just made such sense um, for New York now. Um, so I, I think it was very well received, um, and we're starting to see the state Senate um, already take action on that, and they mm-hmm. released their budget resolution on Monday and um, took us up on a number of the things we were there talking about and proposed to restore a number of the funding cuts that were proposed by the governor. Oh, the rally worked. That's awesome. Wow. So I was going to ask, what, what's the next step then? Well, um, as I said, the, the Senate came out with their budget resolution on Monday. The State Assembly is, uh, I guess, uh, marked to, to do the same today. Um, and then we're going to be in the budget negotiation process. I think for listeners, the most important thing they could do if they weren't able to join us in Albany mm-hmm. uh, for the No Farms, No Food rally is to join thousands of other New Yorkers in a, a call-in day tomorrow to the state legislature, uh, really calling for a restoration of our state's Environmental Protection Fund, um, which is a $222 million fund that uh, provides critical funding to help protect our farmland from being developed and help our farmers keep our drinking water clean. Um, So if people are interested in learning more about that, they can go to uh, www.farmland.org backslash New York. Yep, and you've got the the phone numbers for the Senator John Sampson um, in his Albany office and his district office in Brooklyn, as well as Assemblyman Sheldon Silver in his Albany office and district office in New York as well. Mm So um, I was just at a conference in um, upstate New York, a CADE conference, um, and it was a really good conference. And I wanted to ask both of you your opinion on this. Do you think there's a disconnect between Manhattan and all of its you know, um, population density and the rest of the state of New York? Or is there less of a disconnect than we think? And uh, you know, if so, why? Um, you know, what is the separation between city and state? You know, I'll start with that. Uh, that. That's something that we definitely, that definitely came up in our team meetings at the rally. And one of the things, you know, my group was pretty diverse. We had farmland protection people from Dutchess County. Uh, I was there representing Flying Pigs Farm and Farm Camp Food Professionals. We had people from over in Troy who work on the Regional Farm and Food Project. Uh, we had a number of farmers, and um, we also had a representative from the Culinary Institute of America. And I think the themes that we kept coming back to is that we have a real strong opportunity for partnership between our urban and our rural centers mm-hmm. and a real need to, to work together. And I think that really came through in the fact that we had a, a bus full of, I think it was 35 people come up from New York City um, from a number of different organizations who came to the rally and were kind of the urban partners with a lot of groups who came from more rural areas. And we just kept hearkening back to that the ag- agriculture in New York State has this great opportunity. They have this big kind of hungry beast of a city, uh, New York City, that needs to be fed, that wants to be fed. And so it's exciting to think about all the opportunities in ag to get more food, um, down to New York City and keep more food. 
but, you know, um, in New York State. David, why isn't it yet? I mean, you would think, that, of course, the most logical food supply for a city would be its closest place. Like, what is it? Do you think it's in the distribution and the um, interest in uh, retail outlet issues? Like, um, have you thought at all about uh, what what part of that issue you would tackle first? Well, um, I just want to echo what Aaron was saying about the connections that was made at, at the No Farms, No Food rally between participants. Um, we got you know a lot of email after the event. One of the ones that I still get a chill going down my spine is from a dairy farmer in central New York, uh, mm-hmm. sent to somebody from a Brooklyn food organization, you know, saying, you know, I, I always thought that people in New York City didn't care about where their food come from, came from and cared about the issues of facing us in the countryside. And it's, I, you know, the dairy farmer was saying, you know, I got tears in my eyes, you know, being able to connect with you on these issues and hear some of the things you were saying. So I think yeah. some of those personal stories were just so compelling that mm-hmm. came out of the, the No Farms, No Food rally. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty uh, but, much... Go ahead. No, no, go, you go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, you ask a great question. Um, I think more and more of us are starting to see signs that... Um, People are interested in steering back to the the local food shed. Um, I think the um, Manhattan Borough President's report that came out, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, uh, Food NYC is probably the most recent indication of really the the intense passion that people in Manhattan and New York City more broadly uh, care and share on these issues. And quite frankly, I think uh, many of our farmers um, would love to connect more directly with their consumers. And so I, I have tremendous optimism um, that these barriers can be overcome. At the rally, we were really talking, uh, talking about some programs that can help push us in that direction. Mm, yeah, and I would say people also, uh, there's an environmental component to a rally like that because, you know, when you lose farmland, you use you lose, you know, carbon dioxide, greenness, uh, grass, soil, you know, there are a lot of things that are components of an ecosystem. So there's a big environmental um, component to, to that rally. And um, do we have to take a break? Is that yeah, maybe we could take a short break and come back and talk about some of the things that you were discussing um, up at the rally and how we're going to be able to move forward with some of these ideas. That's good. We'll be right back.
and we're back with the Heritage Farm Report. Wednesdays live at 5. Brought to you this week by TechServe. You're here with Heather from Heritage and Patrick Martins. TechServe is holding an e-waste recycling drive Saturday, April 10th from uh, 10 to 4 p.m. All right. Um, that's on actually West 23rd Street in Manhattan if you're in the area. So um, we've got Aaron Fairbanks on the phone with us and David Haight, um, who just participated and had a big hand in the No Farms, No Food rally up in Albany this past uh, Monday, um, March 15th. And um, I-, I wanted to ask, Aaron, you said you had a team, you know, about seven people, and you were talking about some ideas, and you felt that they were really well taken. But do you feel like they were kind of just yesing you, or do you really feel like they're going to come back and ask for your advice even further as to how they can help move some of these ideas you brought to the table along? That's a great question, and that's something we definitely discussed amongst our group. Um, we were wondering, you know, are we getting the, the political, you know, yes to your face and the turnaround and, you know, nothing's going to happen, nothing's going to come out of this. And I think, you know, what our team really felt like we were, we were bringing our best game forward, we were giving them lots of information, and, and that was one part of of our, you know, work that day. And then what happened after that day, I think, and what will continue to happen to build on the momentum of that day. So I know personally um, coming back to the farm here after the rally, I, you know, took the time to write all the people that we met with and kind of further express my views. I'd taken a lot of notes throughout the day that I was able to forward to different organizations, you know, particular senators or assemblymen or assemblywomen who wanted more information from us or from an organization that I felt like I could put them in touch with. So I think, for me, those were some kind of concrete touch-based next steps with these specific senators. And then, you know, just continuing to be involved, continuing to stay up on what was happening through American Farmland Trust, you know, participating in the call-in that, that they're putting on tomorrow, and then talking to people like you. I think, you know, coming from a, a cooking background and a as a consumer who's always felt like, man, I'm going to do my part to support the local food movement by buying, you know, food from the farmer's market or eating at restaurants that serve locally produced foods, I feel like, um, you know, I'm good at that. And my next step is to figure out how do I get involved politically? You know, how can I influence policy, budget decisions, and how do I open that world up to a bigger group of people. I mean, attending a rally like this was definitely a first-time thing for me, and I have to say that American Farmland Trust made it really easy, um, you know, setting up the bus. They provided a wonderful lunch. Um, Sodexo, um, a company not totally known for their use of local foods. Yeah, they're um, pretty good. But, um, but yeah, is there, it's they're like growing movement it. in that company. Mm-hmm. They do all the food service at the Capitol, and... They, they put on a sustainable lunch for us, you know, highlighting foods from different New York State farms. Wow. And so the rally, you know, we were able also to reach out to stuff outside of the legislature, you know, the, the cafeteria center, you know, the chefs who are making those buying decisions right there at our Capitol. Um, mm. I feel like all those little things, you know, are what kind of take this from a trend and move it more towards a movement, you know, help it gain more ground and, and push forward. Well, that, that brings me to my next question, um, for, probably for David, but um, what would your advice be for you know, a rally builder in another state to talk to with other legislators about these pressing issues? Yeah, how do you open a rally? I mean, that is hard because that has a certain um, you know, revolutionary you know, background to it. So you know, how do you tap into that sense of collective energy? 
Well, it's a great question. Um, you know, one thing I would point out is that a lot of our participants at this event were people like Aaron, mm. many of whom had never been at the state capitol before for an event like this. And I think many of them, you know, felt like they were taking a day for their food. They're taking a day. This is their volunteer work. Um, and I think people are starting to recognize that we can make changes in our personal lives um, that are powerful, but there is incredible um, strength in having a unified political voice. And so this is actually a tremendous time uh, to take action in New York state politics. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an election year. Right. Every one of our uh, state senators, state assembly members, our governor, um, you know, they're all going to be up for election this year. And then starting next winter, we're going to have a new governor and a new legislature. And so they're going to be looking to their constituents for their priorities. Maybe uh, you guys could do a vigilante, like when Patterson vacates his office, you could like turn it into a goat dairy or something. And then when the new guys are like, hey, listen, we're here. You have to grandfather us in. And now, I'm sorry, continue. Well, you can take it over, Heather, from there. Well, I was going to ask, you know, this this rally obviously, you know, got some media attention. It got some attention definitely by the people up in the, the Capitol. Do you think that there's people coming from the other um, ends of the food world, you know, maybe more like the bigger, badder guys that are coming to now try and, you know, retaliate against what you guys did at your rally? Uh, yeah, I think there's a number of challenges say? that we face politically, um, you know, not the least of which, again, is our really difficult state fiscal situation um, you know, we face a $9 billion state shortfall this year, and that is a real, real challenge for us. I think one of our biggest problems is that, um, you know, there hasn't always been a unified voice mm-hmm. um, behind some of these programs. So programs that help farmers protect their land, um, people always haven't recognized the importance of making those types of investments. And that's why, you know, politicians you know, propose to cut funding for, like, for programs like that by 50%. So I think the fiscal situation is going to be a very big challenge for us going forward. I think the more that we can demonstrate that all New Yorkers uh, care about farms and care about their food, um, the stronger we'll be and the more we can overcome some of those obstacles that are looming in, uh, ahead of us. Well, you know, to the answer to that question, it's funny you say that big looming question. You know who, which party, which group of businesses in New York have the power to, to swing the pendulum in the other direction? bodegas hmm, that's true they They're all care about corner. great food they'll know the taste difference and want to see it it's a couple dollars more but it's special you know i bet there could be a local something stand in every bodega in new york i mean think about how much stuff they go through that's a that's a good uh that's a good suggestion the salesmen's are gonna have whoever convinces <laughs> them of that will have to speak spanish or other languages too but but that's definitely an idea. Now, now, how would you say is the best way that you guys get your word out on, you know, the rally and this pick up the phone movement? I mean, technology is a wonderful thing. I mean, TechServe is the one, you know, sponsoring us today. And I know that most recently I, I've heard of these new iPhone applications that's called Hello Washington, where you literally, you know, put your, your hands on your iPhone and you're able to look up the bills and, you know, press another button and then you're automatically emailing that, that congressman. So... Um, what what do you guys find to be the best way to get the word out? Yeah, I mean, it's amazing that you brought so many people to a single place at a single time, you know, on on, on a Monday, on a random date, kind <laughs> of, you know, in the future. Like how, you know, what type of marketing did you find like surprisingly successful or very successful? Well, 
Karen, do you, you know, want to talk about that at all in terms of just outreach and how you think uh, how we can connect with more people? Because again, I think this was an important step forward, but I don't see the no farms, no food rally from last week as kind of the end game. Mm-hmm. I think that was an important step in a, in a positive direction, but we've got a lot more work to do. So I'm really interested in people's ideas about how we can um, you know, gain more of that traction because there's a lot of voices that we would like to reach. And if we're mm-hmm. going to be successful in the future, we've got to look at all the ways, including a lot of the technologies you're mentioning, to do it. No, that definitely makes sense. And Erin, were you going to say something? No, I, I was just going to say that, you know, from an outsider's perspective, you know, it, it really seemed like American Farmland Trust had a, a really strong team of people, and everybody was, you know, taking the time to reach out to their personal resources. And I think that was another thing that swayed. There was mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, personal calls and you know relationships that have been built up over time, and that they were then able to kind of tap into a lot of that support. So it's exciting to think about all the new people, all the people like me who came up to the rally for the first time and are now part of that network. And now all of those people can reach out to, you know, their new friends and, you know, kind of building the six six degrees of separation, you know, one person at a time, I think, is is a big part of it. And this is a community. And, you know, something that that you mentioned a little bit earlier, you know, you were kind of talking about, you know, consumption in a way. But, you know, and the fact that you're you're so involved with the farmers and you're, you know, buying from farmers or you're at least trying to make sure you always know where your food comes from. Um, something that Carlo Petrini said a, a couple of weeks back in Georgia was that when you're at that point of making sure you know where your food is coming from, at that point, you're really a co-producer as opposed to just a consumer, someone that's just consuming. Consumption really comes from a, a much larger, um, you know, feel. Well, another thing I like that Carlos says is the sustainable food movement ha- has to stop chastising itself for being too expensive. You know, I think it should challenge itself to develop like-minded or efficient distribution systems and A to Z planning, you know, so that it can come closer. But it shouldn't, you know make an argument against itself before it even really starts you know and i'd make the argument that it's surprisingly not that much more expensive than commodity foods in some respects i mean meat and dairy more so than produce you know produce the guy um tom strumolo from green market and uh, bob lewis of the ag and markets division said that uh, local produce is often cheaper than their commodity alternative so, you know, it makes it even more egregious that there be a disconnect between upstate and uh, and the big city. So, well, thanks, guys. You are awesome guests. Uh, Heather, I would advise you to have these two cats on more often because uh, they <laughs> always have something to say. That's why I, I call them. But um, definitely do participate tomorrow um, with the pick up the phone. You know, try and reach out to Senator Sampson and Assemblyman Silver and, you know, just uh, speak your voice and let them know that we need to restore the Environmental Protection Fund. It's important to protect farmlands and protect the water quality here. And we got to get Erin more speaking engagement. She's getting pretty good. <laughs> oh, thanks, Patrick. I, I remember you, you had like a nine. You only said like nine things when I first met you all those years ago. And ironically, we bumped into each other again in front of Savoy. 
Oh, uh, man, she was making Street. deliveries for flying pigs, and I was making deliveries for Saxelby <laughs> cheesemongers. Oh, what do you know? And that's how your relationship started, right? Making, making deliveries. deliveries. Making deliveries. <laughs> hey, you know, you got to get it the food started. from the farmer to the fork. Even before that in Ann Arbor. So oh, it goes wow. Way back. Aaron, you are a I think, vintage heritage. <laughs> I think like the um, Clinton was president or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, David and Aaron, thank you so much again. Thank um, you, guys. You know, stay tuned to what American Farmland Trust is doing because really, it's really great um, and it's really important. So we thank TechServe again for sponsoring today's show, the Heritage Farm Report, live every Wednesday at 5. We'll be back next week with um, some really awesome guests. So it's going to be a little bit of a surprise, but let's just think DC. And we'll be back with my co-host, uh, Jack Ooh, Inslee. I can't wait. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you. Stay.